Hello and welcome to the Point 99 podcast, season two, episode number six. I can't believe how fast this season has gone. We're already fast approaching the season finale. I've got a slightly longer episode lined up for you today, but fear not, it's nowhere near as long as the season one finale and well within the time to accompany you on your long run. But before I get into the news of the happenings since episode five and what you can expect from this beauty, let's get to the intro. For new listeners, the Point 99 podcast is a running podcast for runners by runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation and positivity. And hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. Firstly, it's good news. I'm officially back from my running hiatus. It couldn't have come any sooner. Even though my stitches came out last Thursday, I held off getting the running shoes on until the start of a new week. And I know it's a silly mindset to have, but I honestly like starting fresh with a seven day schedule to work to. At the time of recording, I've managed to bag two seven and a half mile runs and I've actually felt really good about those. Slightly easy to mid pace, but really enjoyable and great for the mind. I had plans to get another run in earlier in the week, but unfortunately I didn't have my phone strapped with me at the office. And of course I couldn't have gone without it, but never fear. It's only Thursday, so I've got plenty of time to make up for that lost run. Maybe tomorrow, well, certainly tomorrow and then on Sunday to push on with the Amsterdam and the Loch Ness 24 training. And with that only being two weeks away today, today being today as in Friday, until the Who Drop the Dibber gang start rocking up to the Loch Ness 24 campsite ready to cause chaos, mayhem and destruction in our wake, the training is required. As I've mentioned in nearly every episode in the whole season so far, I'm really looking forward to catching up with so many of the Dibbers at the event and meeting many of them for the first time. A whole squad of the gang were actually out exploring together at the weekend in the Pentlands, which totally didn't give the rest of us a fear of missing out whatsoever. But never fear, we'll be together soon and absolutely smashing out laps at the 24. But before a smooth transition onto the introduction to today's guest and by far the tallest member of the Dipper squad, not forgetting he was also the winner of the season one giveaway, let's cover an exciting announcement that you might just have missed on the Instagram feed. I'm very happy to announce that the podcast has teamed up with the awesome folks at Twisted Running and we have successfully launched our very first purchasable product. It's a technical t-shirt which is available in a mega 27 colours and in all the sizes you'd expect. 
The t-shirt features the standard 99 logo on the left front breast, while also having a funky vector on the back designed by my very own hand, but inspired by some big brand classics. All being well, we should have some follow-up products such as technical vests, caps, and all manners of other items, but it all depends on demand. But partnering with Twisted has meant we have a one-stop shop for merchandise. They deal with everything from ordering through to payment and fulfillment, meaning I can focus on organising guests, writing interviews, preparing graphics, editing audio, the list goes on. So basically everything that goes into running a weekly podcast. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what this partnership brings and can't thank Ben over at Twisted Enough for all the time and help he's provided so far. You can find our club shop at twistedrunning.co.uk then navigate via the burger menu to the club shop drop down. Yes, the three horizontal lines are called the burger menu and it's making me feel hungry for a McDonald's just mentioning it. Let me know what you think and if you have any products you'd like to see featured in the future with the same or another design. You know what to do. Even if you can't entertain a purchase just now, why not drop over to the Twisted Running site or our Instagram feed to have a nosy at the design. Enough about all of that, let's get on to my guest for this episode. I'm joined today by an absolute wizard of the Instagram reel. Whether it's his solo sessions where he's documenting his running progression or adventures with his sidekick Colin the Swan. He always puts maximum effort into each and every reel, and every post for that matter. From tests of self-discipline during training, or his genuine and refreshingly honest takes on life with and without running, he shares it all. It's especially inspiring given that it's on a platform commonly overflowing with fakery. So let's see what we can fit into the next 45 minutes or so. His battles with the PB Parkrun Bell to his battles with mental health. He gives it his everything, his personal best. It is the one and only Al Hager. How's it going, Al? Hello. I did say that correctly, didn't I? It is Hager, or is it Hager? Hagar. 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 <laughs> At the Hagar. Hagar. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one to pronounce, but yeah, I am Hagar, as in Hagar the Horrible, the Viking. I think you told me that before now. Now you've said it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you're all good. You've had a good week. I have a good week, but I, I want to know on this podcast, am I listen to like now literally tens of people? <laughs> it's am a few I, more am than I, tens of people, but yeah, yeah. Am I in the ear? I'm in your ear right now, aren't I? Can you hear me? I'm your conscience. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say you're you out there running now. Yes, you. Did you lock the front door? <laughs> no, no. Just think. You do look good in that outfit, yes. And personal our best on this podcast will be the best podcast. And yes, Colin is watching you right now. And yes, you are good enough and smashing it. Hello. <laughs> oh, spot on. You do. Ha- you've probably made someone now think: Did I lock the back door? Did I lock the yes. front? Door? Did I turn my hair curlers off? My Did I leave straight? the gas on? Mm-hmm. Mm. Those voices in your head, 
I'm your, I'm the voices now in your head. Oh dear me. <laughs> As someone who checks the back door about six times before I leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. that OCD. And you keep thinking, you know, that last time I checked, maybe <laughs> that unlocked it. I'll just have to check it one more time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. OCD at its finest. Yeah. Oh, have you been running today? Did you go out for a run today? No, today is a recovery day. So today is walking. It's just a very slow run. But for me, pretty much still a run. Yeah, so just walking around a lot, Stephen, and just seeing nice places. And it's always nice for a walk to have some sort of goal. So for me, it's normally coffee and cake. Oh, I did see the coffee. Yes, uh, yeah. good end. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'll not put the cake on because I pretend I'm I'm being good. So no, <laughs> just coffee. Cake day. Oh, no, that's a good. I, I usually do Sundays as um as my long run, but I've I've not ventured back out. I'll go out tomorrow for my first run in two weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe less than two weeks, eh? Mm. I keep getting these progression runs to do, and they are just ridiculous. I feel like I've got two paces, and it's run fast and then faster, and I can't do any other pace. <laughs> so like tomorrow's progression run is run and then run faster and then run faster still and so that that third stage to me doesn't exist it's just hanging on for dear life and try not to be sick uh, and this isn't even a question because i know you mentioned about running shoes mm-hmm. and uh ian had given you some advice and i'd given you my own kind of two cents on the shoes i use and the hawkers that i told you about if I put them on, I don't have, I just feel like I have to go hell for leather all the time. And that's the same. <laughs> it's the shoes. It's the shoes. I, I can't go, I can't give my, give my slower pace, easy pace in those shoes. I have, I can only go fast because they're really light. Um, So I'm not going to wear them tomorrow. I'm definitely not going to wear them tomorrow. I'm going to take it nice and easy because I think I've got 10 weeks to Amsterdam now, maybe even nine weeks. And I've missed two weeks of that training. Right. But. So you want to slow it down tomorrow, so you'll be wearing your Dr. Martens. Yes. Yes, I'll be wearing yes. my Judge Dredd boots. They're even bigger. Ooh. Games <laughs> on them too. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with let's get on to questions because I think we could be really tangential and just, just natter away. I mean, maybe, maybe totally. we, 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 yeah. could, we could take the girls um adventure blether. We could take that to another level, just blether. Yeah. Wait to get a load of us. Adventure. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be like, I want to talk about this. Oh, it's a squirrel outside. Ooh, squirrels. Hmm. And they just go completely sideways. That was season one of the podcast. That was season one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it went. Um, right. Question one then. So again, same with uh, a lot of the guests so far this season. Al has seen an, a kind of overview of what I'm going to ask him. So he's, he has had the opportunity to veto anything that he's not comfortable talking about or add anything that you wanted to. I, I did put a question out and asked if anyone wanted to ask you anything. Um, and I've not had anything, no. It's really odd that the uh, Friday's podcast was so you, well everybody. received. It's probably one of the highest highest numbers I've had, but there was no <laughs> question, so. <laughs> uh, no one wants to talk to me. Yeah. Are you sure you got the right owl? Did you not want another one? It could be worse, Al. It could be like what we had with Tanya, and it could be... Um, Roy Lamb asking for a poo story. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> okay, let's uh, get things rolling. And uh, with a little look at where it all began for yourself and a little introduction to running. So can you give us a background on 
what your kind of interest and involvement with sport was were you sporty growing up football basketball because you know given your height or is it more of a recent introduction to the pavement pounding pastime from your drive to 5k and far far beyond on the horizon you see this is so weird because now i'll just listen to the guest's answer i keep forgetting i'm on the show <laughs> i'm just out running listening to steve's you know lovely lovely tones of voice and just wondering what this guest is going to say this question oh so it's me right so sports wise yes my school wasn't the best at sports uh they'd look for the easiest option which is pretty much uh you kids go out there and run around that field a few times so running yeah we could run but there was never any you know technique skill taught anything taught regarding running it was just it was the easiest choice for the teachers i was quite good at rugby um i think for my size when it came into throw-ins, no one could out-jump me. I actually didn't have to jump. <laughs> um, yeah, for the record, I am six foot eight. Uh, hope, I'm hoping as you get older, you shrink. I might, I might help yeah. a little bit to get through doors. Um, so yeah, I was really good at rugby, uh, cricket. I'm pretty good at cricket too. But again, that meant like the PE teachers would have to get a lot of you know stumps and bats out. They couldn't be bothered with that. So I had a couple of lessons of that, and then that didn't really go on. Football. For some reason in my head, I love football. I'm a big Newcastle United supporter. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't blessed for some reason. Um, so football, I was a bit disappointed with myself. Blamed me legs. Um, not really good at that. So I kind of felt like there was something out there for me, but I just didn't know quite what it was, especially with my size. I was a mean fast bowler for, in cricket. Um, I think because the ball was coming from such a high angle. Yeah, batsman couldn't see it. Um, this was quite quite dangerous as well. And the whole yeah question whenever I walk into any bar is, oh, do you play basketball? And it's like, yeah. no, no, I don't, young man. Because, um, again, never had that opportunity. Yeah, I could have been great. I could have been uh, very wealthy. I could have been playing America right now. But I think even those basketball players are huge. Mm -hmm. So maybe in six foot eight, it'd be quite nice being small. But... I think we've had the same conversation, Stephen. We're both quite tall men. Even meeting a fellow tall man is quite off-putting. Yes, it is. I, I don't see myself as tall, which is weird. So, yeah. So when you see me and you point out straight away that I'm tall, uh, just imagine I'm quite shocked at that too. Um, and I'll see a tall man walking towards me and go, my God, he is huge. And then he walks under my eye line. <laughs> oh, my word. I'm taller than that guy. And that guy stood out a mile. Uh, like the, the famous football, ex-retired football now, Peter Crouch, everyone kept saying he's huge. And I realized, I think I've got an inch on him as well. Yeah. Like, my bird, this is ridiculous. And then I tell people through personnel best, yes, I am quite quite the tall gentleman. And then when they do meet me, he's like, you weren't kidding, were you? I did warn you. But yeah, so sports, I felt like I was good at something, but I never really got the chance um, but yeah, and then things sort of then changed. So 2015 happened. And for me, 2015 is, is a year I'll never forget. It was quite a traumatic year. Something major happened, um, which ended up, everything changed for me. And my priorities changed to just trying to survive and just try and get through uh, the days financially as well and i wanted to keep a roof over my daughter's head um things were getting really tough so the only way to do that was i'd have to uh 
get the old bicycle out and I'd cycle to work every day. So I'd said to myself, I will do whatever it takes to keep the roof over my daughter's head. Uh, so cycling to work. Yeah, I, I, I did it before once or twice a, you know, a month, thinking that's quite good. I, my office was about seven miles away. Um, but that quickly turned into realizing I'm quite stubborn and determined. So once I start something, regardless, so like people would say it was torrential rain, I wouldn't consider it. I'm going, I have to go. So I'm on the bike every single day, going to work and back, and it just became what I did. And I remember as well, there was even a, there was a snow day once in Durham where my office was, and there was people who you know lived less than half a mile away, uh, couldn't get the car out the drive. Uh, so then we're ringing into the office to say they couldn't come to work that day. I had cycled and risked my life for seven miles, uh, going sideways like speedway, down banks, overtaking parked buses in you know derelict cars and I still managed to get in and I'm thinking why am why am I here and there's nobody else in the office and seeing conditions and, and challenges and hurdles it just didn't compute I have a goal and I will get there no matter what and just smash through and I was getting to the point as well where I have to stop telling uh, my mum certain circumstances which I was seeing because it was scaring her. Because um, sometimes when you're the bicycle, you do get a lot of near misses, unfortunately. Um, the weather conditions are bad. I have a few bad falls. So she was, you know, keeps she keeps seeing me as her, you know, as her little boy. Yeah, same. I get that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's calling me at work. Did you make it? To reply, <laughs> no. So, um, yeah. So sorry, was- sorry to stop your flow there. I did the same. My mum will, my mum will message me on my drive to work or, or something. Did you get to work okay? And my response will be, "No, I died." Yeah, <laughs> dark human. It is very dark reply, humor. Okay. Yeah. My mum's first reaction to any time I don't reply to a message immediately is, "He's in a ditch." Yeah. 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 I suppose uh, if you're that- cycling, no. And as as a, I cycled for a long time before I came to running. Mm-hmm. And I know what you mean. The, the near misses, it does put not only the fear into yourself, but everyone that you're telling about the near misses. And they do worry for good reason. Definitely. Yeah. And I was even realizing that I was, again, very punctual as well. So I'd always get to the office at the same time. And if I wasn't there within five or 10 minutes, even my work colleagues were starting to panic because Alan would always be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably had a puncture that day, but they would know. I would normally be there. Something has happened. And it's, yeah, it's the perils of a bicycle and sometimes the hatred for motorists. Um, uh, when you're cycling, I always find you're, you've got a slightly higher position in the road and you can see into people's cars. And the, quite frankly, the amount that are on mobile phones is terrifying. Yeah. And then if, if you accidentally get run over by them, the look on their face that you landed on their bonnet while they were texting, it's all your, always your fault. Um, so yeah, I always felt if I kept cycling, eventually something bad was going to happen. Um, but then things changed again, 2020 came and uh, COVID and I can start working from home, uh, which was beneficial for living. Yeah. Um, but I knew taking all that exercise away from myself I'm going to have to find something else quite quick because I still eat quite quite poorly um but the exercise once I want my mind to something I'd always do it so I need something else so unfortunately I found PE with Joe 
Yeah. <laughs> right, so start doing all those and that. And I'm doing them with my daughter, but after one episode, she was bored of that. So I'm just doing P with Joe by myself. I'm thinking, is this going to be helpful? I think I'm going to need something else along with just keep fit videos. Um, I found some great YouTube videos I started working along too, but I knew I needed something else. And it was, and I knew as well with everything going on and then the isolation and COVID, I could feel myself getting worse again mentally. Yeah. And then that's when I start going to GPs again to, to reach out. I'd always be open about it, but I was going to GPs and a lot of time I'd get pushed aside regarding medication and other other things but it seemed to be there's always a common theme medical experts were always saying do you run out and i was like no i've heard it's horrible he said you should run i'm not a runner really i really not but i'm thinking there might be something in this so and then i heard of this mystical park run and i was like okay how far is that well you might as well just say a random number i've got no idea the distance (laughs) and i thought okay and it's quite like what I hear about people would say about going to the gym. They can't go to the gym until unless they get into shape first, and then yeah. they go to the gym. So I'm not going to do a park run until I can actually run. And okay, and it's, so I'd start that way, Stephen, by basically, can I run to that lamppost? And the then way that a lot of people start, yeah, yeah, and then kind of do two lampposts, yeah. and it was just building on from that. And then not having any clue what I was doing, I was like, well, to run fast and to run a park run, I've got to run a 5K. So I just run a 5K. How many times should I do it? How about every day? Right. So just run 5K every day and the same route every day. So there's a lot of left turns. So I was like, eventually, I think this left leg will get shorter than the right leg. It was kind of running a circle all the time. So this can't be good for me. Um, I, found, I found a fitness app. And there was a training thing that I think was thing was through Parkrun. And this training app was basically saying to run a 5k parkrun and to get a PB, these are the runs you need to do. These are your training workouts. And I was shocked to find there wasn't one 5k distance on that. No. So what I've got a training plan of eight weeks to run a 5k, and not one of them is run a 5k. So I was like, okay, this is a bit strange. And then do more research. I was like, there's something in this. You don't just run as fast as you can for the distance. And I was like, wow. And that's when you started really, I almost really started to learn more about the sport, more about running. And then when I first, then when I got into a park run, I thought, you know what? I've always pushed myself away from the community and people because I feel I don't fit in. Physically, I don't fit in. I stand out a mile. But I always felt... I've never found my tribe. Yeah. And then when I started doing park runs, everyone seems to know each other. There's clicks. There's, there's all these people know, knowing each other. But I'm happy just being around them and on the side. And when you start running, you're just a runner. And that's when I started falling in love with it, even though I thought I'm never going to do it with running because why would I? It's just, it's just pain. I just wanted to stop. And then when it stops, you think, I want to go again. Yeah, and then you realize the times, and you're going, "Oh, that wasn't too bad." That I wonder if I can go faster next time. And then you keep showing up to park runs, and then more and more people recognize you, and then they start talking to you, and you're like, "I'm actually starting to make friends here." Um, there was there was one one friend, uh, Catherine, and every week we'd run. I didn't really obviously know her, but we kind of end up similar pace each week. 
and it was really nice. And then if one week I finished before her, I'd be at the finish line, cheer her over the line and vice versa. And it was lovely. And the nice thing I thought was really uh, quite beautiful about is, is Catherine's 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. I thought you were going to say she's like 80 or something. No, she's 11. And yes. And obviously, obviously a small little girl and I'm a, a six foot eight giant. But running, it, it equals everything out. Yeah. And we were a similar pace and there's no hiding place when you run. I'm giving it everything and so is she. Yeah. And then together we brought this like beautiful little friendship started that we started shouting for each other and I got to know the parents and then I started doing little things with, with, with the bell and things like that and ringing the bell when I got a PB and if she rang the bell, she I'd be like standing behind it, slowly clapping. Yes. <laughs> well done, Catherine. And then now she's just got faster and faster and faster. Yeah, I just I just don't see the girl anymore. She didn't even have time to wait for me now at the end because she needs to get home for a coffee. <laughs> um, but like this, yes, yeah, Saturday just gone. I actually saw her. Yes, her shoelaces came undone. So for a brief moment, I was actually in front of her, and then she went again. So that was nice. The old days. Yeah, but another thing, Stephen, was I came up with the idea of again running faster. It can't be down to me. There's got to be another reason. And I always look for the humor and everything. So I thought the reason I'm running fast is because of the T-shirt that I'm wearing. I, I love the, the T-shirt battle. Do you? Yeah, Again, I'm I not do. too sure if people were liking it. it. So on me, on, me, on me original account, I, had a, I was changing T-shirts every Saturday. And I thought, okay, the last time I won, I was wearing a Top Gun T-shirt. This time I'm going to wear a Jaws T-shirt. Let's see who wins. <laughs> and I was doing all this work, coming up with these daft ideas in my head and stuff. And then it was like, you know, no one was caring about the 5K battle. No one was caring about what T-shirt won. And I was like, yeah, because I'm not talking to runners and I'm, you know, half these people aren't really following me anyway. So that's when I decided to start my own running account and Personal Best was born. And I thought, is this going to work? Is this just a random stab in the dark? I, well, I'll give it a go um, and hopefully meet fellow runners out there. And then the worry is, oh, no, but yeah, but runners are out there, Al, and they can run. But you can't. They'd be looking at your paces and going, what an idiot. They'd be looking at the sweaty man at the end and thinking, and the time he did that, that's that's awful. Terrible. I'll, I'll, I'll send him some feedback now. That was awful. <laughs> but no. And then I realized, no Nobody cared. The running community didn't care. Mm. And the guys at the very top, the elites, would then come and give you actual advice. And you're thinking, why, why are you even wasting your time talking to me? And everyone's so helpful and wanting to help everybody and appreciating the journey because everyone starts where I was. Everyone's their first 5K. So that was amazing. And so from that, Personal Best came started and the t-shirt battles that was the very beginning of me just looking for some humor and just trying to disguise it a little bit in from the pain of running and just thinking yeah the reason you didn't run fast this week was because of your t-shirt Al. obviously you know wiley coyote can't catch the <laughs> you're, you're never gonna beat wiley coyote though ne- what, that t-shirt what, is <laughs> I'm, I'm sick i'm sick of seeing it i can't wear it on the house now i've got a roadrunner one no 
But I think I'm, I'm actually run. thinking now I'm going to have to buy T-shirts purely just to run one park running and then bid it. Mm-hmm. Or just buy a white T-shirt and get like, just pin something onto it, pin something different onto it every week. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I'm, I'm down the park run, Stephen, and then everyone's just like in their running gear and I'm just coming up with these really big, thick, heavy cotton T-shirts. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's obvious, isn't it? No. It's a lot yeah. harder as well. To, well. I find it personally a lot harder to run in cotton than than I, I a lot of the time I end up wearing these old race t-shirts now because I right. just um, but then I also have got to that point where I I don't like running with sleeves. I have to run in the the really odd looking singlets. So when you see a six foot four guy that's got less meat on them then I'm, i can't say that uh, but got very little meat on <laughs> yeah, them it, yeah. it does look very weird as bony it's skinny bony guy running along the street it's yeah you get some yeah. odd looks especially yeah. in the winter in the snow uh, are you one of those guys as well that wears really short shorts oh i wear really short shorts yeah oh short shorts <laughs> very short shorts it's myself and bob barrel are the short short gang <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think i remember one of our first interactions um together you'd asked a question about how to get faster running a 5k and i remember yeah. i i i remember just ex- being in the exact same shoes as you were when i first started my my account because i had a normal account and it's, you know family and friends they don't really care about that side yeah. of things they, they pretend they do but they don't and then you start your account and it's that fear of does anyone actually bother does anyone actually care uh until you find a few like-minded runners and you bounce off these runners and, and and get to know them and i think i i kind of saw that in yourself as well i thought no i need to i'll i'll, I'll reach out to al you were asking how to get faster on a on a 5k and yeah. i remember your response was but why does he give me why have you, why have you given me that and i'd said to run faster on short distance you need to, to push yourself for longer distances <laughs> i can't remember <laughs> exact response but like seriously i have to run further to run faster yeah, and that makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I think I think half the time runners are making stuff up. Like I want to <laughs> run a five k fast. Okay, this is what you need to do. You need to run further and slower. Yeah. What? Are you for yeah. real? <laughs> yeah, I know it's so odd. It's so backwards. It doesn't make any sense. Or it probably does make scientific sense, but I never got that, and I struggled for a long time. Even I would, I wouldn't train. I would just turn up at ten k's and half marathons. And I would run them and I'd feel dire at them. I'd never, I'd never going to run that again. And you'd see me, I'd be on the start line again a year after. And I'd never, ever make any progress. And then I started training properly. And it's probably when I started training for the marathon, my first marathon, when I started running a lot longer distances, is when my times across the board started com- coming down. Right. So my half marathon, my 5K, my 10K, my 15 kilometer, they have all regularly been beaten especially more recently been beaten because i'm running marathon distance and i'm running longer and i'm running slower so the body's getting used to that level of endurance so when you compact it into a nice short speedy run yeah you you can do it as long as you you can tow your breathing your muscles are already set from the longer distances it's it's so odd and again as a taller guy you kind of feel like you're lumbering along and i'm not going that fast and then you get to the end the park run my my last proper park run i was just near nearly breaking like was it this the 20 minute mark and you think how am i doing this because this doesn't feel like i'm going any faster than i was going when i first started doing it i was getting 30 minutes 
So it's yeah, I know. So you don't you don't feel like effort's changed. The effort hasn't changed. I'm always putting in my maximum effort, Mm. but my maximum thresholds have changed because of what I'm doing in and around it. I think that's that's the hardest thing to get your head around. Yeah, Um, and strength and conditioning as well, because a lot of us don't do it, but it does help. (laughs) Yeah, it does help. But um, yeah. You might never feel like because, like you say, when you, you're if you're running intervals, if you're running, um, and you're running, it's just faster and faster and faster, and you always feel like you're a sweaty mess at the end. It is all building. It just it doesn't happen overnight. It's a bit of a, a bit of a task and an ask. But you're going. You're making that. You're making the right <laughs> moves. You just need to find that right t-shirt now. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Regardless of what you say, it's the, it's the wrong t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always thought like sweaty mess because these big cotton t-shirts, when you finish, you can literally wring them out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, this is disgusting. And then I'll be finished at 5K and other people will be like scanning, beep, going and off they go. And I'm like, I'm on the floor. And I've, mm-hmm. I haven't got a chance to scan my barcode yet because it's going to give me give me five minutes. I've given it everything I can stand up now. It's just, yeah, the effort. But that goes to show you've put in maximum effort. They haven't pushed themselves. Not to say maybe we don't want to push themselves. They might not push themselves to the edge, but I know, yeah, you've pushed yourself. You've put in maximum effort. But then if you've got a cotton T-shirt on, you're you're not being able to breathe as much. (laughs) But then I can't say this because even these T-shirts, I I think that someone can feel free to, to correct me in this, but I think the fitter you get, the more you sweat. I think that is actually a thing. Yeah. I'm so fit. My t-shirts will be like dripping, physically dripping when I get back from a run. But if I've not run for a little while, a few weeks, I won't sweat that much. And it's really odd. But if I run five <laughs> days, a week, four days, five days a week, I'll be like a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that scene from Airplane, is it? When he's, when he's oh, yeah. water running down <laughs> his face. Rolling down his face, yeah. <laughs> So no, I think keep at it. You're definitely keep doing. You're doing the right thing. You should keep at it, and they, that t-shirt will get beaten. Maybe a cult t-shirt. Maybe that's the one. Maybe that's what it's waiting for. That cult maybe, t-shirt. Maybe it's just the right t-shirt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I kind of get a cult t-shirt. That takes us quite nicely then onto onto question two. So smooth. You've, 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 yeah, very smooth. But I didn't appreciate you. You were into cycling, so that's a nice. That's a nice addition as well. So. I think even uh, Ian does stuff outdoors. So be if, if you haven't told him you're a cyclist, then he'll be taking I've, them here. I've told him I'm looking for shoes. Oh, my. That guy knows his shoes. He does know his shoes. <laughs> he does. He loves to show them off as well. What's <laughs> fetish. So question two then, and, and it's kind of hopefully, hopefully this is a smooth transition. But So you're up and running and you have your social media account and you start following the the, the the podcast, the running podcast with the two most handsome Steves on the airwaves. And then one buggers off and leaves. Um, so you just, you just so happen to win our season one giveaway, including an entry to the Loch Ness 24. So what's going through your head when you find out that you're the one and only winner? Is it excitement? Is it apprehension? Is it fear? But I think, I think I'll add on to it. That was my question there, but I think I'll add on to it. You didn't see that you'd won from us straight away. You'd saw from like a thousand other tags that had come up. Yeah, I was getting lots of well done, Zal, congratulations. And I'm going, what are they talking about? Are they talking about a failed PB attempt with another T-shirt? I don't know. What about. And then I, I came home and uh, opened up to Instagram and straight away, there was your lovely face, David, with a spinning wheel. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Guess who the winner is? 
and yeah, it was just it was basically just hilarity. It was like because I think that week as well for the or the week for the two weeks beforehand, I've been I've been dreaming about ultras, but not in a good way. I'm like, why would anyone do this? Uh, <laughs> probably from following Mike as well, the Paul Fit Ultra Runner, seeing really fit people doing ultras and I pushed to the absolute limits seeing the guys at checkpoints you know hallucinating and then sitting down giving force fed a watermelon and up you go and then off they go again it's like, this this doesn't feel like sport this is torture yeah. and so yeah it's all coming to my head like ultras ultras are a premonition but I thought who does this only mad people would do this and then oh yeah you won the Loch Ness 24 it's an ultra. <laughs> you want to win it solo or the team? I'm like, mm, maybe the team. <laughs> yeah. And you did give that some serious thought, though, didn't you? I you did, though. Like, will yeah. I go solo or will I go with the team? Yeah. Um, I was like, but there's part of me where thinks again, want to push myself. What is the biggest challenge? It doesn't care if it's stupid or unobtainable. It's irrelevant. You're applying logic to mm-hmm. someone who doesn't look at, look at logic. So, yeah, run for 24 because... I'm pretty good at running half an hour at a park run. So running for 24 hours straight, I'm pretty sure I could be all right doing that. And I think, again, what swung it was uh, our fr- fr- friend Mike again. Uh, he replied to my my message about should I do a team or solo? And even Mike, the Paul Fit Ultra Runner, said, do a team, I'll. So, uh, okay. It's a safety it, net. It is a safety yeah. net. <laughs> I, I would love the idea of running especially knowing the route, <clears throat> the, the route is lovely and it is perfectly possible to run it solo. But if you've never done an ultra before running as a team is a very good introduction. Yeah. I've never run a half marathon before. Not yet. So, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that is on the horizon, but mm-hmm. yeah. very close. Um, so no, I, we'd, 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 been t- we'd been talking beforehand and I did add a note here and it's the exact same note that I said to you before. Um, that there is a there is a lot of excitement throughout the team, uh, especially you saw how many messages of of congratulations you got, and even if you hadn't opted to join us, if you joined another team or if you'd opted to go solo, there's a lot of people looking forward to meet you hanging out. But we would have supported you all the same as well because yeah. that's it's the good thing about with Mike coming running solo, we'll still support him. Heather will be there and she'll be camping near us, I think. Um, having having met her and you've met Heather as well, she, she'll have some f- familiar, friendly faces. Yeah. Um, so they're there to support even people we don't know, solo ultra runners. It's it's a it's a really good environment to be in. Uh-huh. Less so like the the discussion I had with Tanya about marathons and everyone's in their own head in the start line. Everyone's worrying about the start. They're not right. they don't really communicate. Although there's a the runner spirit the runner spirit is there. Everyone's just worrying. You've got this 26 miles to go. Yeah. How's it going to go? Whereas Ultra, you can go at any pace. You can go at, you're, you're just there to have a good time. And, and everyone's so communicative. communicative that's that a one. word. Yeah. That word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we found ourselves, it was only five of us last year in the first, the inaugural event. And we were talking to just everybody. And we're having such a good time and speaking to a lot of solo runners, especially. Um, People, you see, when you when you see someone's running solo, you feel like you have to give them the support and talk to them, and um, and you get to know a few of familiar faces. Every time you're out in a lap, you might pass them even uh, a, a few times and, and get the banter with them. So no, it's 
you've got that safety net of, I don't feel up to doing more than I've done two laps. I want to take a break. And yeah, you could do that. You could do that as a solo runner. You can do it at any time. But if you've got someone you can hand over to, you can high five, you can get the banter, and then you can sit with people and have a have a bit of food, have a have a drink, and have a laugh, or you can go to your tent and and just have some chill time, some music on. It gives you that variety. You've got that consistency of having people there. Yeah, it sounds great. That yeah. But no, I I was definitely excited that it was as there was there was so many so many names on that competition. I'm like, it'd be great to have any of them. But I, I think <laughs> even even the people I know really well, I was so excited it was you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see what you'll do. What's he going to be like? First? Oh my <laughs> word! Is he going to bring a swan with him? <laughs> that would be great if he did. Yeah, <laughs> Colin could live on the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's 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 gonna be a great weekend. We're only about three weeks, three weeks away now. We're recording this on a Sunday. We're three weeks away from it being over. The the dread of of it all. But yeah. what did I do? Did I do well? Mm-hmm. 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 Your free bottle. <laughs> your your. As I say, for you, for you, it is a free bottle of beer. For everyone else, who paid a little bit of money, got this bottle of beer, and got a medal at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting it, you're getting it free oh, um, yeah no, I'm definitely 100% I don't know how many times I've said that now but I'm really really looking forward to it and I think that's just because I'm the I'm the local I'm the person right. that everyone's been crazy enough to agree to come and see it's all your fault yeah oh, you are fault. the cult leader and we're mm-hmm. all coming because mm-hmm. you said you got to <laughs> and then when we're doing this we'll also find Nessie at the same time well, that's it. There's a Nessie uh, hunting expedition that same weekend. But I do have cult lieutenants as well. It's not just me. I do have cult lieutenants. Lee and Jamie have done it before. You've got to be careful how you say that. <laughs> now, I'm thinking, now I'm starting to wait. Did I say that correctly? When I edit this, did I say cult? <laughs> I, this is this is why I'm looking forward to meet you because this straight away, we've only had two questions in and we've had... I've personally had such a laugh already i've, I've, oh, I've not is it, is it not smiles. normally like this oh okay no it's, there's a lot of smiles but i don't think it's as, as normally as jovial this is really good yeah. <laughs> i'm a jovial guy i'm a hoot yeah but actually thinking about the the event though Stephen, and meeting all these like amazing people again I, we may touch on it but touch on it but for my mental health side and i suffer from clinical depression anxiety and what I'm actually worried about is it's it's no reflection on them. I'm worried about showing up and then not being me and withdrawing and just feeling the pressure of, oh, my God, I'm going to be a letdown to them. They're all so excited to meet me, and then I'll show up and I'll be a letdown. Yeah. Um, so I've got to really work on that. Uh, I know I'm getting better at it, but I just know it. Also, I've had a lifetime of thinking these ways, thinking this way. Uh, I've got terrible low self-esteem. My account is real. Um, a lot of people do love that for it. It's just I'm hoping when I get to an environment where there's a lot of people happy, jovial in groups, that I don't withdraw myself too much. And yeah. then I, I can push myself back and go, no, I'll, they want you to be here as well. Go talk to them. And sometimes I find, yeah, sometimes I'll find myself finding the hardest thing for me to do is just to say, hello, I'm Al. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we meant, I mentioned this beforehand, and I'll be honest to, to the listeners as well. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. That 
I love being around people, but I also love being um being myself on my being being on my own, but having people around. So I might just re- retreat to my tent and just sit and sit with music on, but still have the option to then interact with people. And I think as a team, we are there's a lot of um, puppies. There's a lot of puppies in the team. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. And it's because we, we have bursts of excitement. We're excitable little puppies. And then I think I think most of the team are, are, are similar, that we do have that anxiety side of things of I, I like being around people, but I also, it's an apprehension of it too. Um, so I, I don't think you'll be on your own. And if you do need time to just say, I'm just gonna go and have a have a moment. No yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna say anything. It's, it's right. just, I think we'll have a few people like that, and certainly I will be. Um, I talk a lot, as you probably know, but at the same time, I can quite happily just sit and not say anything. And, yeah. Um, things go on like you'll you know you know far too well yourself. Things go on in your head, and you're like, I'll just stay quiet for a little bit. Did I say something? <laughs> that last thing that I said, and it didn't quite maybe hit how the way you thought it would when you said it and then you start doubting yourself and you start worrying and yeah, yeah. that's that is always going to be a downside with any any type of event or team-based team-based thing but yeah no we'll just have to cross those bridges when when they come around but if you uh if you even need to take a lap take a lap and you go for a lap and um that's that's the quiet time then that's the quiet time yeah, it it's it's it says a lot that you have this event where you can either run on your own or as part of a team, and you've got a guy who's only ever run ten k. It's seriously considering at one point, and it wasn't the bravado of the solo. It was, I'd feel safer on my own, yeah. and I'll run for twenty four hours on my own because at least then I'll not disappoint anybody. I'll just be out there running, and I could even hide behind a tree for a little bit, uh, but no one will know. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's almost like a safety net. So yeah, um, a lot of us runners are solo runners and we get used to just being in our own head. And then suddenly being around groups is like, oh, I don't know if it's a socially awkward thing for myself. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of things going in my head at times and it gets too noisy. And that's one of the reasons I run to quiet those noises down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I certainly feel that. I feel that, that, um, that mindset because if you haven't I haven't been running for two weeks and I've had a few tough days because I haven't been running I haven't had that that outlet um, and I don't know how you see it um, and a, a few of the people that run in the central belt they they do know this already but when you when you have when you're so remote like I am and the only person that's nearby is Lorna so Lorna's very we live very close to each other so we do have the ability to go running together um, but when you're seeing the events popping up on our team calendar and it's the those sorts of events, you feel like you, I don't like classifying it as FOMO. I don't like I don't like the phrase FOMO, fear missing out. You just feel that, that thing of everyone's everyone's meeting up, everyone's getting to know each other a lot. And I don't really know anyone. Yeah. So when they when they come up, I know I know one in one part of my head, I'm like, that, that won't matter. Everyone will still be super genuine they, they are they are a lot i've met a, a couple of them before and they will if everyone will get involved but at the same time you're like well 
by that point they all know each other is it going to be a little clique am i gonna get am i gonna feel left yeah. out but i know how you feel yeah yeah that's exactly how i'm feeling Stephen. because um I think, I think it was Andrew Gregory who said, Al, you're quite big in Scotland. I'm like, am I? Oh. <laughs> What's that mean? I'm big everywhere I am, really. He says, no, you've got a lot of like Scottish followers actually love your account. It's like, oh, it's amazing, really. And um, so, yeah. And then you see from a distance all these like formal or like social runs or get-togethers and you see the same faces all getting in big groups and you're happy. It's like, oh, that's great. But you're also, that little part of you just feels, and as I say, it's, it's not formal, is it? But you no. just feel a little bit taken back by it and I feel a bit left out. And then start, for me, it's the panic of, yeah, these people all know each other and then Loch Ness 24 is going to come and everyone's all together. And then there's this one person on his own in a lock. Dressed in, in the Desi, and everyone's trying to spot him. In the deepest part, up to his, at least his knees. <laughs> and then, yeah, just trying to hide. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I would, I would just say, share that though, because you're not, you won't be alone with that mindset. And there are other members of the team that are remote and, and haven't had the, the ability to, to kind of meet up. And um, certainly, they, I, I know it, they might never say it, but there will always be those doubts. Um, yeah. But uh, well, we'll get through it together, my man. Um, and even if you do feel like you need it, and I say you want to go off, we'll have Mike. You can you can go off and um, trip him up. Oh, or... <laughs> I'm going to hunt his ass down. <laughs> you may have seen I did one on the socials where I did a, a social run and I wanted to get them to the lead for just one moment. I'm going to be the same with that for Mike. It's going to be a part of me that <laughs> wants to beat him. So even if it's just for a second, Mike, taking you down. Are we, saying then, are we saying then, Al, that we're putting you out in your team as the first runner? Because then on the start line, you can you can get away from and you can be leading ahead of Mike. Do I get a trophy after the first 100 metres? Well, maybe a trophy <laughs> could be arranged. Then I'll walk the rest. <laughs> the, uh, there was the a run. moment, there was a moment, ladies and gentlemen, when I was leading the race. <laughs> There, there are trophies in the works. So the, and you the know why? The I was wearing trophy. the right T-shirt. That's why. <laughs> the team trophies are are almost ready. So there what? are team trophies and there What's are the team trophies. So again, what are they for? it's only for only for us as a as a as a who dropped the Dibber squad. Uh, and I, I don't know if you knew about it's this. It's the tallest one. Well, I can't tell you the categories. Uh, I can't. The reason we're not saying what the categories are because each each team lead each team leader has chosen their their particular category, and we right. don't want people playing up to what they they're they're not normal categories. Right. We don't want anyone. A little example. Up. I can't. I can't. But uh, I can. So there is a master trophy. I can show you part the part of the master trophy. So only uh, only Al's really going to get to see this, but that's part of the master trophy. Yeah. Um, so there, nice. it, it does have lights built onto it. I can't remember. <gasps> yeah, well. and it's going to have wooden frames and all sorts. But they who dropped the Devers? Now this is yes. this is this Spoilers. is for, it, we're trying to spoil people as much as possible because you are coming <laughs> a long way. You're coming from Newcastle. We have we have someone coming. I think it's Wilkeshire. He's in. We had we did have someone come from London. Unfortunately, he's not able to make us. We have people coming a long distance, even from Glasgow and Edinburgh. It's a long way to the north of Scotland. Huh? And I thought my way of giving it back as the cult leader is to arrange trophies and I couldn't just make it specific who did the fastest lap because everyone's a <laughs> different abilities yeah, yeah that would be unfair so there are five teams there are five categories and then is the master trophy and they will have engraved on the back and then they, as a as a 
a council of leaders. The team leaders will choose who the winner is going to be. They are also wow. up for, they can be up for the win as well. But um, yeah, as, as a council of leaders, we will choose a trophy. And they're wooden trophies. They're engraved. They're proper. Who dropped the Dever trophies with? Loving it. You are going to town on this thing, aren't you? are, because there's a, there's, a <laughs> there's a big award ceremony. At the end of the event, you'll get your medal, and then there's everyone will gather, and they'll present to the, the winning solo male and female, the duo male and female. Everyone will get their trophies, the, mm-hmm. these guys. And then you feel, oh, I wish I had a trophy. trophy yeah. And we're there for a good time. We're not there to yeah. push for a win. So that's our way of helping that a little bit more and giving back to you guys for <laughs> taking the time and effort to come and Okay, I'm, I'm loving this even more now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a few little other tidbits. There's we have team sponsors. I can't tell you who they are. Again, only one other person, one of my lieutenants, knows who the sponsors are. What's that mean? Free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff. We have free stuff for you. My favorite price. So we have two. We have two team sponsors at the moment, and we have a potential of a third one. I'm I'm doing my darndest to get everything sorted for everybody. You are working hard, my friend. I am. I am. But it's, <laughs> it, I need to give back to you guys. And um, you've committed to us, and I know I know we're coming up to that soon. And I know with your 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 battles for mental health, I just want to make feel people people feel as comfortable as possible, and that's my way of doing it. So yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, move to the question three. Um, yeah. So I think I'm conscious I'm going to take your whole evening otherwise. Oh, go um, for it. But uh, onto something a little bit more real now. And uh, you do show your truest, purest self in your feet and your reels. And as I say, it's really, really refreshing. Uh, and was I just want to know was that a conscious decision not to hide the bad, mask it with? the only good all the time like you get with some accounts it's all a lot of fakery um, or is it just literally that's the personal way yeah i like that question Stephen. well done um for me it was when i started personal best i was like yeah it's going to be held it's holding me accountable which is what it's there for but i also kind of want to entertain as well i want it to be a bit of a show uh people to actually just tune in instead of just seeing facts and figures and times and paces. And I realized so many people out there were very serious about running and you know, quite rightly so. And that's how they how they work. But it's not for me. Um, and then when I would start possibly through humor, showing little clinks, little chinks in the arm of this is what actually goes on in my head. Yeah, I am useless. But I'll try to spin it in, in an interesting way. And then it was just opening up more and more thinking... That was quite funny what I did there, and people seem to enjoy it. And being funny is is much more me. Um, I hide. I use humor as a defense mechanism for a lot of the time, but it's just me. Uh, I can't be serious. I'll love taking the Mickey up myself. Um, I'm not one of these people that are like oh, would you dare do that? It's like yeah, I would because if it makes someone laugh, why not? And there's a lot of darkness and horrible things in this world. And if if I'm talking to a duck and somebody thinks that's funny in Canada, then I've won, haven't I? <laughs> yes, the person who's standing next to me in the park thinks and I'm absolute loony, but I don't care. Um, I'm not hurting anybody and hopefully I'm bringing some smiles as well. So that's where I was starting to think. I'm starting to find, I was starting to feel where I was going with the channel and realizing I think there's a need for it too. And it's just more me. It's been real. And then when I started sharing um, times when I was quite teary, I used to find the times I was pretty much crying daily 
Um, that's when you start realizing maybe this is not quite right. Um, but I'd even share those as well. And I think one of the first times I did that, I lost quite a bit of followers straight away. And that was almost upsetting to realize I'm opening myself up and people don't want to say that, what you're doing now, that was stupid. And then you kind of overanalyze everything. Yeah. Um, but then the great running community, the, the real ones, um, then came out and were putting like a virtual arm around me and were saying some really nice things about being open and sharing and we need more of that. And I think like, I'm happy to do that. I've always been doing that. So that's when I realized this is what I can do to even make a tiny little bit of difference, even just to help one person. Um, I can I can laugh at myself. I can bring some humor. I can talk to the animals like Dr. Doolittle. And I can also I can also be open about mental health, the struggles and how I find it. Yeah. I've always been open. Uh I worked uh yeah, I can, I worked for the home office. And there was a there was a group at one point regarding uh, men's mental health, and it was like a virtual one. So we we're all talking about issues, and I was seeing how I felt regarding uh, problems, and how I, when I when you're really struggling, when you're really low, you get no enjoyment out of anything. Music for me was my passion. I'm a guitarist, and what happened in 2015 kind of revolved around music too i'll give you the scoop it's not a great scoop it's a horrible scoop but the scoop was uh i found out my wife was having an affair uh with the lead singer of my band that's when everything changed um and also it was the huge embarrassment it was the way it happened finding out in the worst possible moment and just feeling you have that world that you feel like you know suddenly just crumble around you i only ever got enjoyment from playing guitar it was the time when people would say to me it's the only time i ever see you come alive al that's when i see you really smile and because it was regarding music and band related too i hated music as well yeah i got to the point i've got some guitars in the house one's a really a really special one it's kind of like the one that dave Grohl plays in the Foo fighters who's pretty much my hero Dave I pretty much want to go out in the street and smash that and it's like that's how much I hate music uh guitar passion I've got no interest I'm done I stopped listening to music I couldn't even listen to to me songs that I loved anymore it got to the point I started knowing I needed something because I was just staring at a wall for a lot of the time there's no passion there's no interest in doing anything Almost like I want to hurt myself. I don't want to smile because smiling again doesn't feel real. I shouldn't be happy. So I needed something else. And I was searching for for happiness. Um, I kind of lost my stick there. Where did it go? Yeah, so I was I smashed the guitar up. Um, lost enjoyment. That's right. I did find listening to podcasts start helping me. Um, and I found the reason was, it was just, I felt like I was among friends again. Listening to people in my ears, uh, I could go for a walk and I'd be in a conversation. And suddenly I started coming back from that dark place. Music took me to that dark place, but podcasts was kind of starting to bring me out. And then when I was in this home office uh, 
meeting talk about men's mental health, I was opening them up about how, you know, I've got no passion. I've got no interest. I don't want to do anything. And afterwards, uh, a CEO contacted me and said, thank you. Because he was on the meeting, not for himself, but for his son. And he didn't really understand much about mental health, but wanted to have a little bit more of an insight so he could talk to his son. And I thought that was really nice of him to go into that meeting just to try and know a little bit more about what's going on. Because there's a lot of people who, who don't know what to say or are not quite educated enough to, to help. And they'll just say, like, snap out of it or the next day, or you've seen better or you're smiling. Everything's yeah, okay. Just smile. Just mm. smile. Um, for me, I've always said it's a mask. I'd always wear a mask at work. And even if I'm smiling, that's not the real me. So I was trying to be more open and trying to be more real. And that's when I felt when people were reaching out and helping and asking for help. It's not just the person who's in that position that needs the help. Sometimes it's the support people around them who need to know how they can help. And sometimes it's just changing the subject. It's just giving me something to talk to. I had a great, I've got a great friend and he did something and I just thought it was legendary. So when I was in this dark place, people ask me, are you all right? You just shut them down straight away. Yeah. And then my friend would know this. So he, we, we live quite a distance apart. So he, he would send me a message. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, this works. So if someone's feeling depressed to do this, send the person who is struggling 30 pictures of baboon's bottoms and tell them to pick their favorite. <laughs> Straight away, that pulls up. There's, there's no yes or no answer. And you go, what? What? Uh, well, number yeah. three looks interesting. <laughs> and, then, and then you go, oh, my word. It's worked. And then the, the next week, he sent me loads of pictures of sheds and said, pick your favorite shed. So I thought it was a great technique instead of just saying, are you okay? And then what people say is, then ask again. It's yeah. just another way of getting that conversation going. So I realized I want to help. How can I help? And that's when I started Personal Best as well. I wanted to be real. I want to be open and available for anyone who wants to talk about any of these issues. Just talk. I'm always here. The, the real side um, was something else I started with with COVID in 2015. Sorry, COVID in 2020. Um, people had to isolate, things like that. And what I did, uh, I wanted to bring my me me friends and family together. I know my mum and dad were suffering, um, being on the lonesome so much, and they were, you know, they're very family orientated and miss not seeing their children. So I decided to, to develop a uh, a quiz show, a Zoom quiz. But I'm not just going to do a Zoom quiz. That's not my way. So it turned into an episode. It turned into a show, a whole show with everything going on. So there was, um, so it was, it was, it was done in a way, but in my own way. And the afternoon show was born. Now the afternoon show had Meg, who was quite small at times, sitting next to me. She's shot up now. But yeah, Meg was sitting next to me. But when I don't have, Megan, when she goes back to her, to her mums, I replaced Megan with a brush. Now, <laughs> I, she was my co-host, Megan. So when Megan's not there, I replace her with a brush. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't an animal. It wasn't just a brush. I put some eyes on it and move it around a little bit. So I was talking to a brush. So again, I'm sorry. Yeah, this could explain a lot, really. Um, so I got a, the brush was on there called Brushy. I, just, I worked on age for that name. There was hidden jokes on the show. There was red herrings on the desk. So many things are happening. It was cakes, costumes, with people getting dressed up. I say I'd be talking in the street to things, 
coming up with ideas and people would see that and think, what are you doing? But for me, again, it's helping. It's helping loved ones. But that, helped, that would have helped you as well, though, wouldn't it? Because and it was. It was, it was a massive a distraction. Yeah, your, your oh, mind is elsewhere. You're, you yeah, don't have so, the time to think about other things. Yeah, exactly. Stephen. And that's when I realised that helps me too. I'm helping you, but it's helping me. It's giving me something to do because I've got a very creative brain. And I realised through uh, my employer, I was just a number. I was just an office board. Get on with it. Um, when you're done, we'll replace you. Um, there was no humanity there and you can't think for yourself so having that chance to start doing things for myself being creative and realizing people loved it one person even said it was the highlight highlight of 2020 now i know the bar is really low but i'm taking that um so yeah that was really good so the afternoon show began megan was on there as well my daughter um she got used to a bit of camera time and talking to me and working alongside me. So she got used to daddy being silly and talking to people in the street and stuff. But yeah, I loved that. So I could laugh at myself. And as I've said, I find there's a lot of darkness in the world. So if we can laugh at each other, I'm not hurting anybody. Um, and then after that, yeah, I think it was in 2022, I joined a, a men's health group. And on there, I wanted to help contact more men out there who was struggling with their mental health. And the first video I did on there, it went quite viral quite quick. And it was just me talking to myself, saying to the guys out there, look, it's good if you can talk. I'm going to talk to you now. This is how I feel. And it's it's terrifying that people my age, the biggest killer is suicide. Yeah. I was like, of all the things out there. Especially in men, young men. Yeah. It's like, that's the biggest killer. And in the UK, three out of four, three of them are male. It's like men just can't talk about these things. You tend to find uh, if a woman's got a problem, she'll go to the GP and she'll find out something doesn't feel quite right and the GP goes for it. When a man does it, he, the GP will ask, how long have you felt like this? And the, the fellow will normally turn around and say, oh, not long, it's about seven years. It's like, why wait? Yeah. But the stigma, the thinkingness, it's oh, it's a sign of weakness. Oh, it's, it's not. It's, not it's a sign of strength. Yeah, if you it's can not stand up to, to, to admit it, and that's, that's no. yeah. And it's the generation thing as well. The oh, older I... generation, you you bottle it in. You don't mention how you feel. You don't talk about your feelings. So when I'm on Instagram talking about my feelings, there's be a lot of people going, "How are you doing that? And why are you doing that?" It's a sign of weakness. It's like, it's not <laughs> a sign of strength is going, I'm not right. Somebody want to help me. And the amount of people out there who want to help you is amazing. So I wanted to make a difference. So yeah, I started doing that and I realized people were saying I was quite almost natural at just talking to the camera. It's like, okay, thanks. But as long as it can help somebody, it's 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 worked. And then I realized through personal best and the mental health side was getting people coming up to me in the street and saying, I love your channel. Uh, Cause I struggle. And I was like, well, you struggle. Do you want to go for a coffee? Yeah. And just take them for a coffee. And we'd have what one coffee, Stephen. And they'd say to me, that's made my week. I was like, really talking to this guy for one coffee. And you don't realize it's the small things. Yeah. It's the smile at somebody when they walk past. It's to hold the door open. 
it's the, it could be the tiniest little thing to you, could be massive to the other person because I've been on the other side when you're absolutely at the bottom and then there's 20 feet of rubbish and then you, and you just don't want to go on and somebody turns around going, have a cup of tea on me or just it's, a little smile. It's just That's that huge. little change to your day because like you said, a lot of employers, especially the larger employers, you're just a number. There's yeah. no appreciation. There's no thanks. You just, every day is the same. You yeah. get up, you go to work, you come home. There's nothing. And you get you get into that mindset of, what am I doing? Yeah. And so to have was, that small amount of change. Just that- when, I, when I said, well, what risk of my life, getting to work on that bike and then putting 20 years service into, into that employer, Mm-hmm. And then they basically just phoned me up and saying, yeah, we're canceling your contract for mental health. Bye. And I was like, after everything, I've given everything for somebody. What was I doing? Yeah. I never, I never put myself first. And now it's time to close that door and start a new one and helping other people as well. You're really good at this, Al, because that takes us on to the next question then. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was actually two of those questions blended together. My, my was going to say is it's the, the biggest thing I, I find is, um, especially as a, as a, I would classify myself as a younger guy, but I'm less and less so. That's that's less the case. But um, you don't get a lot of guys sharing um, sharing their feelings, especially our sort of age range, um, because it is seen as wrongly seen as um, not masculine. And Mike covered this as well. But then, like you say, it's it's having the knowledge of the correct ways to speak to someone. And like your friend has done with the baboons, yeah. bums in the sheds, that's, I've done that in the past with a, a good friend of mine who, who struggles right. and you get messages late at night saying, I might just end it just now. Like, send them a meme. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't you have just, to respond. You, you've got to respond. You don't you just want to distract them from what they're thinking yeah. about. Because he's had a few drinks. He's not thinking right. And has a send a meme has a laugh send another meme has even more of a laugh starts forgetting about what he was going to do goes to bed wakes up the morning yeah and he's he is right he is taking the medication he is speaking to the right people but he's he's, you know what it's like in the moment people don't think right in the moment i've not thought right in certain moments and yeah no it's it's having that that refreshingness from yourself to to know that someone's going through something but also you can reach out to yourself yep. and, and you can feel for, feel more than welcome to, to reach out to people. And if they're real, like the people that stuck around when I won't use the word I was going to use there, the people who left because things got too real for them, then they're not genuine. They're, they're there for the fake side of Instagram. They're not there for real people. And you've got that people, you've got that, that, that base of, of, um, followers now that appreciate it and and really Definitely, do respect yeah. respect the honesty that comes from it so no yeah totally kudos and and hopefully that long continues um <laughs> it's the kind of last thing I'll, I'll say on that though is is it's very much like you say your 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 humor masks a lot of it and your creative side it is for the third time in in the space of a very short time i'll bring up the robin williams effect of for such a creative guy and such a funny man, he was masking a lot of pain that he, I'm not yeah. sure if he was sharing that with people, but to have yeah. a and creative I, mind I, as well. I it's... do identify with that comment a lot and Robin Williams, because until you've gone through 
through utter despair yourself and the darkness and the horrors of of not wanting to live another day. Yeah. And then you come to the other side and you can just make somebody smile. Why not? It's just like you never know what they're going through. And I've, I've said before as well, if when you've got that runner's jog, when you run towards somebody and they're running the other way and you smile at them and they don't smile back, don't be hard. It's not their fault. You've done your side of the transaction. Yeah. Passed on the smile. They might go down the road and go, oh, I didn't smile at that weird tall guy. Oh, I was in the zone. I'll smile at the next one. And you're passing on the happiness. But you don't know what that person's going through at that moment. They could be de- dealing with the worst day of their life. Yeah. But you give yeah. them a little smile and that, that could actually make a big benefit, big uh, big change for them. I mean, they could be that person that's come to a sudden realization as well that they're a lead singer. And we both know what lead singers are like because I used to be in music and bands as well. They're the worst type of human being. Horrible. Even without any other accents, they're the worst type of human being. Yeah. Yeah. Packing up after a gig, get the microphone, I'm done, and walk away. That's it. There is a hierarchy Everybody in else? bands as well, though. You'll know this. It's a hierarchy in bands. I'm a, I'm a bass guitar player. So, nice. uh, yeah. How does a bass guitarist turn on their amplifier? They hug it, they kiss it, and they tell them that they love it. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we're not a drummer. Anyway. Drummer jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to... You, you mentioned there, unfortunately, the, the, the unfortunate... Um, ending of of a long uh, quite a, a, a long time job mm-hmm. that door has unfortunately closed but with that closure it has opened up or at least you're opening up new avenues new adventures and new doors and it's involving something that you've already spoken about there that you you love and enjoy and so can you share a little bit more about this new step and i think be quite a good time to share the account as well that kind of goes in your, your new account if you want to and yeah, otherwise so, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a people <laughs> Easter egg hunt now um, if you want to share that account uh yeah just just share a little bit about that side of things yeah thank you so I've always loved creating content uh, it's what I love doing and I love helping and I love just coming up with crazy new ideas and pushing boundaries and just trying new things so with personal best and just making content all the time, I've always got so many ideas going on in my head. And I'm thinking, what could I do next? How can I help? How can I help local businesses? Because it's a hard world out there. Yeah, People are really struggling. So I created another account. It's got to have Al in the title. So uh, personal best created social Al marketing. And what I want social Al marketing to do is to, to take over business accounts that were struggling or don't have the time to do their socials. Socials can be such a great way of marketing, advertising, and getting new clients. But a lot of people either know don't know a lot about social media or have the ideas, the creativity, or basically the time or to do that. Overwhelmed by it as well. Absolutely overwhelmed by it too. Yeah. So what I what I'm basically saying from social marketing is I will take that off you. I will run that. And I'll do everything I can to make it creative and engaging and reach the max, maximum amount of people I can for you. And that, and that can then leave you to just work on your business and do what you do. If you're a flower arranger, if you're a cake maker, just do that. Let me come in now and again and take a picture of a cake and do something stupid. And then I'll just carry on and just try and get you as many followers as possible. And hearing a lot of people say I'm quite natural, like talking to the camera, things like that, it's like, if you're if you don't want to talk to the camera, I'll do it for you. I know some people are a bit worried about talking to the cameras and going to socials and especially doing live things. I'm not. 
I'll just do that. So I'm trying to help people locally, but I can also it can also just worldwide. If there's businesses out there, I can take it off of your socials and give it that personnel touch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my idea, Stephen, of going forward with social al. But I've got a few other things in the background, and I'm thinking, you know, this could work too. But we'll see. Um, so quite... store, stores are open. There's yeah, no I'm quite open. surprised talking to um, like entrepreneurs. They're basically saying, you may think this is the route I'm going to go down, but it never goes in a straight road. It could go anywhere. And you might end up doing something you never thought you'd be doing. But you're, you're starting that journey. And that's what I'm excited about. And again, I've talked to some people and they're going, that's going to work. I'm like, really? Do you think there's a there's, do you think there's a market out there? And they're like, not really that side. I think it's going to work because I can hear it in your voice. That passion's there. Yeah, you've got the self belief, and are people believe like, in you yeah, as well? Yeah. But then you that, won't know until you start until you, until you start getting leaflets out, or that yeah. you don't even do it in digital leafleting yeah. <laughs> until you start getting those out. Because some people have never thought what, what the use of Instagram or the use of Threads or the use of Twitter and Facebook because. They're bakers, like you said, they're bakers, they're florists. They don't necessarily have an interest in social media, but a lot of people do. Yeah. And it is such a great platform. It's has its downside, but for the most yeah. part, it has a lot of of, of positives. And yeah, so let's social use marketing the positives. Is yeah. Yeah. Perfect name as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and if I have anything that I can I can utilize you for, then I personally it, will as well. And if it doesn't work, I can always do an OnlyFans account. Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Here, now, now you said it, people will be asking for that. <laughs> it's like a bit tangential. Um, being a nerd, I saw an article and it was uh, Henry Cavill. And with him being dropped from being Superman and being dropped from being The Witcher. Um, there was someone did um, the calculations have done the maths. Henry Cavill started up OnlyFans. He would be the highest grossing act, uh, OnlyFans poster in in the whole of time, OnlyFans time. And it's probably true, but there's a market there too. There is a market. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll end now with one final sort of question. Um, what's on the horizon for al but more specifically events because we've covered we've covered a fair amount there but i know that there is one significant event milestone event that you are looking forward to because it is on home turf yeah it's yeah it's, it's not necessarily related i'm from the northeast of england and if anyone knows the northeast of england we are famous for one run it's a really big one, a half marathon, and it's the Great North Run. If anyone starts running in the northeast, the first thing anyone says goes, hey, when you're doing the Great North Run, then, hey. and you're like, never. I'm struggling to run to a lamppost, and that was, you know, just over a year ago. And then I'll start doing 5K. Oh, I did a 5K. What's next? 10K. Okay, what's next after 10K? Half marathon. And you guys never stop, do you? Nope. Marathon, ultras, keep going. But yeah, so the half marathon suddenly came around and obviously with my issues with my mental health, I got into running to help my mental health. And then I found there's a local charity uh, in my little town that's called Chesley Street. 
and it's a mental health charity and they were looking for people to run the Great North Run for them. And I thought, that's just the next perfect step for me. And I started running for my mental health, so let's now start helping others by me then running the Great North Run. So, yeah, that's coming up, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Telling some uh, some some friends who I've met through Park Run, and uh, they were so excited they were actually brought to tears. Oh, and they nice. said they're going to be on the uh, the Tyne Bridge waving signs, supporting me on. And again, the the whole why? How why will they you see to... you in the crowd, though? Al? I don't know. I think I blend <laughs> in, so maybe if I have a little flag. But yeah, good thing with me with the crowds, I always stand out. But yeah, so it's like for people to be so happy for me that I'm doing this event uh, and I'm asking people who have done it, what makes it so special? And I just keep hearing it's the people. And I've done little, you know, first little road races of, of little 10Ks and seen some people by the side of the road and that's amazing. And then now I'm being told, yeah, just imagine that the full way of people shouting you on. I'm like, how how does that, I can't even comprehend what that feels like of everyone shouting for strangers running past. Why are people giving up their time to to shout for me to keep going? Why? Yeah. And then just realize we're all coming together, the running community, the supporters, the, we're all together in this. But, but all the roads are closed. There's nothing else for them to do. So they have to yeah, just they're just waiting. Will you hurry up and get past <laughs> and get your car out? <laughs> there's that bus behind you it's going to pick you up soon you better run faster oh no but no yeah. I think you'll really enjoy it especially the, the, the fantastic event that it is although for a Scotsman it's the uh, the great mid run um... <laughs> well I, I hear I've heard uh, I've heard people call Manchester the north Manchester it's in the Midlands it's exactly north. it is in the Midlands yeah. <laughs> put the country in half yeah north yeah you're at the frozen. You're you're at the. Uh, I'm at the wall. You're at the wall. Yeah, I'm mm. a wildling. Yeah, you're at the, those you're wildlings. Black watch. Yeah. <laughs> Got to stay away from them. Although I could be a wildling, really, because maybe I'm one of the giants that go. You up do the wall. look like a giant. A giant wildlings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, you'll love it. I, I, honestly, you'll love it, and then you'll be back next year. Well, when is it actually? Am I saying it's next year? Or is it this year? When is the event? Great North Run. <laughs> oh, sorry, I saw, sorry, I saw a hedgehog outside. Uh, <laughs> September. September. Okay, so it's this year. It's, but yeah, you'll be back next year. You'll be mm. there the year after. This will be. This is you getting that bug. You're going to get the bug. I don't like it. Know. Why am I getting the bug for running? When you're running at times and you you're all out running, it's it's tough. And you, you think, why am I doing this? This is awful. I and think for half think, marathon, so you won't be running all out. I hope you're not running all out all the way. Be, um, it's more enjoyable it's more is city it? yes, is it? yes. you get time where you can just be be at one with yourself and then when you come to that last kilometer that's when you really go hell for leather that's the only yeah, time you yeah. do anything because that's the time when people can see you yeah, yeah exactly. your camera's on you Fat, mm. run fast at the start run fast at the end in, in between you just out for a social see how many like uh, people in costumes overtake you oh man <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> And then you don't know, never know. It might open up that next avenue of, um, well, you'll have done an ultra by that point. You'll have done a half marathon. That means there's only one thing left then, Al. Retire. 
Yes. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> 5k battle. Marathon. No, but I, I think with the I think with the Great North Run, this could be this could be something really special. So all, all I say is keep an eye out. Because you might spot me in the crowd. <laughs> have you been sharing a link for fundraising? Because I don't know if I've seen one yet. Yeah, I, I have got a link on my profile. And okay. the, the people I've been talking to have unfortunately missed it. So I, I, I don't want to keep putting it out there all the time going, please sponsor me. I, it's, it, I feel uncomfortable doing it. Maybe yeah. I still should. But should. Yeah, you should. If, I know as a, as a charity runner myself, you yeah. feel like you're taking the Michael a little bit but exactly. no just share it because I, I've missed it so I, there's going to yeah. be a lot of other people out there yeah so like obviously with with getting charity places if you if you don't make up the number you've got to pay the rest yourself and that's yeah. quite scary yeah um, but then I don't like asking people um, I'll certainly it share it as part of this as well that'll be absolutely I'll, I'll brilliant there. There. so yeah the point 99 I love you so yeah that'd be great if you could put it out there because again just going back just to finally with with my mental health i find running brilliant medicine for for that and its reasons is depression you're kind of thinking about the past all the time what's going on and you can't get away from it mm-hmm. anxiety is the future you're worrying about what is going to happen and i've always found i'm never ever in the moment i'm never present but when i run I'm in the present because everything else is just taken away. Your body's just got, got to concentrate on one thing and it's just to run. And that's why suddenly I just love it. Yeah. Cause it, it clears my mind. I'm focused. And then that's when I start noticing the world around me. And yes, obviously the wildlife, the birds, the calling, the people. <laughs> um, but you're also just suddenly just happy and where you are. And that's, that's when I got the running bug and realized, there is actually something to this and then the running community and the people all supporting you. And it's like, yeah, this, this is special. It takes, it can take, it's a slow burner to begin with, but it does. Yeah. It eats at you. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a drug you can't get away from? <laughs> it's like one of those uh, infestating uh, fungi that take over the, and host, they, they, oh. they take over and host the person. That's all we are. We've been taken over by the running bug and we're now just walking fun guys. <laughs> We're all fun guys here. It's really Spot. addictive, like yeah. like heroin or Kit Kats. You can't get away from it. Or before I get you to share again your handles and your social platforms, yeah, we will just share with everyone that you are still king of the king of the emails, the king of the podcast supporters. You're the only one that has sent an email to. The point yes. 99 podcast <laughs> email address that isn't business related, like organizing merchandise or sponsorships. If you, only you guys give us more hints as well. You never really mentioned it in the show. Never mentioned it, no. <laughs> I'm like, surely someone's got to have done it by now. No, still, you're, you're still the only one. <laughs> but still, I'm <laughs> still the winner. <laughs> you're still the winner. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, I used to think that Laura Hardcastle was the uh, the, the the queen of the, the the fan base, but she seems to have gone off off a little bit. She's romancing, has no interest in us now. So no, you've got the crown. I, I might actually let you wear the the, the cold crown as well. You can maybe that'll be the crown. <laughs> oh, what a crown that is! <laughs> before before we before we finish for the night, yep. do you want to share your social platforms again, just for anyone that might have missed it in between and. 
anything anything that, like the, the the market yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah so i've got a few, couple of little things just to finish off with but yeah if you like what you've heard from this weird guy on your heads in your voice in your conscience it's personal all best i'm on instagram i am on all your platforms really um, and social al marketing as i'm trying to start that up um trying to start my new chapter the, the previous chapter closed uh, while the door slammed behind me um but i'm opening a new one so far there's nothing there there but i don't know where i'm going uh i can't see the destination but i know in my heart that personal best has steadied the ship and thanks to the running community uh I know I'm going to find a happier place. It's there. I can't quite see it, but no personal best is going to get me there. So please like and subscribe. Love my reels. Watch them again and again. Um, and then people, I'll keep thinking in, in my little town of Chelsea Street, people keep seeing this obviously weird giant running around on his own. And I just want to say they're wrong. I'm not running on my own. What they don't see is the running community on my shoulder. And that's purely from listening to podcasts, to Instagram, to my followers. When I'm posting things, the feedback I get, it's amazing. And people are actually genuinely so supportive. So I'm not running on my own. You might say that by some strange motorist just seeing a guy on his own. I ain't on my own. I got you guys, and it's great. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me, Al. And Yay! I can wholeheartedly say, you can you can beat me up, come mm -hmm. Loch Ness, if it doesn't happen. Okay, your your DMs will be full of uh, of positive feedback for every guest we've had so far. And everyone say, why did you put him on the show? They didn't really talk about running. Again, same with the emails. I don't get that much. I get, I, I get, I get the, <laughs> I get the usual people, which I, I get anyway. No, don't get much feedback myself, but I, 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 I've got it in good authority that each of our guests has had their DMs filled with, with great comments. So, that'll right. be yourself. You, as well. you running there right now. You, I'm back on your head again. This is personnel best, and it's just for you. Here we go. My running mantra. And also, a life lesson. Shoulders back. Podcast 99 on. Focus on the future and the forward. The past is behind you for a reason. Leave it there. We've got this. You've got this. Now go out there for me and smash it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I honestly had so much fun interviewing Al. Having spent a good 30 minutes talking to the chat before hitting record, I can categorically say that he is one of the nicest and funniest people I've had the honour of speaking to. I honestly can't wait to meet him at the 24 and have plenty of laughs. As mentioned in the interview, Al will be running the Great North Run in aid of a charity, and that's the fantastic charity If You Care, Share Foundation. 
The If You Care Share Foundation dedicate their time to helping those suffering with mental health issues. So I'll be dropping Al's fundraising page link into the Instagram post for this episode because it's an extremely valuable charity and one that is close to Al's heart. So if you can drop any pennies into the fundraiser, I'm sure Al would be very, very appreciative. You can also find the link via Al's page at person underscore Al underscore best in his link three link there. So that's personnel best. Many thanks to Al for joining me and giving me such a great laugh even during difficult subjects, my head honestly hurt by the time I'd finished speaking to Al. But who do I have up next? Well, having teamed up with the folks over at Run Kaizen earlier in the season, I'll be welcoming one of the co-founders to the show. We'll be discussing his love of running, but more importantly, letting an expert give you the rundown on the app itself. I'm not sure if he's volunteered to come talk to me or if his co-founder Michael has dropped him in it, but I'll be joined by Josh Sambrook for episode 7. So join me next week to hear for our first official company, I guess. Fingers crossed this one actually makes it to air this time. But until then, I hope you stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you'll hear from me soon. Oh, 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 oh,